Welcome to Born Clutch. Before the show begins, I'd like to take a moment and thank you for joining the show. It is an honor to be here with you. You're keeping me going. I see my people in Budapest, Germany, really all over the world, which is really cool. I'm in the States, if you could not tell. I hope the show is helping you. I really do. I hope it's inspiring you. If it's your first time listening to the show, what I recommend doing is go back to the beginning. It explains so much. You get my story, you get what makes me qualified to teach this, and why I've spent the last 14 years training myself and others how to be clutch. There are some fundamental steps that if you follow them and you use them and put into action, you are going to be able to unlock limitless potential, your limitless potential, and you're going to be able to get past all that's holding you back jump in, buckle up, and let's flow. My name's Harrison, and welcome to Board Clutch. What is up, everyone? I'm Harrison, and this is Born Clutch. (laughs) I am pumped to be here with you today. It is your day to shine. It's your day to be great. I want to ask you a serious question. Serious. How will you be remembered? Think about it. How will you be remembered? I love this question because it gets you thinking about the end of your life and how you want people and yourself to remember you. It is a great exercise to write your own eulogy. <laughs> I know. I, I learned this from a mentor, and it's it's kind of funny and weird, but listen, it changed my life forever. And lots of people, when I tell them this, they're like, Harrison, did you really write your own eulogy? And the answer is yes, (laughs) I did it. And like I said, it was weird. But what it did was it caused me to make a shift instantly. As I was doing it, I started crying. Like, I'm not even kidding. I had tears pouring down my face writing. And it's hard to say exactly what all the tears came from. But in that moment, by the time I was done, I'd become a better friend, better father, better husband, better competitor, everything. Because I decided that I didn't like the path that I was going down. And at the end of it, I realized that the path that I was on, it's not matching up with the one of where I wanted to go. And I think that's why I was really crying and emotional in that moment. And that's the reason why I want to start this with that question for you. And I start it only to inspire you. I want to inspire you to start taking action today. Because so often it's easy to hear and listen to things and not take the action. But you can. And this is a great exercise. Make it as short or as long as you want. Life is so short, and the eulogy writing exercise is very powerful, 
and it starts motivating you instantly and it'll get you to start moving in a different direction right now if you're not on the path that you want to be on. Ride it and enjoy the benefits. All right, moving on. This week in the world of sports has been nuts. The Olympics has been on, and it has been wild. It has been so much fun. The beach volleyball, love it. The I even caught some water polo. I would have caught some handball if I would have seen it. I also learned that badminton. Did you know that those, what are, what are they, the birdie? <laughs> they can go up to 300 miles an hour. Yeah, 300 miles an hour, the top speed of one. Crazy. Crazy, all right. But what I really want to get into, and I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, is Simone Biles. And I know everyone in the world of sports has been talking about Simone, and and I had my own opinion. But really what it comes down to is the importance of mental health. And it is shown with her... And at the end of the day, this is just a really sad situation for everyone involved. Her family, herself, her coaches, her teammates. And enough people have gone into whether she was right or wrong. And I'm not going to do that. And the main reason is because of how bad I feel for Simone. Especially since it's her that has to live with this. The regret for the rest of her life. And she's got to come to peace with it. And especially what's even harder about it is that I understand what it's like to let your teammates down. That part's hard in itself. That's probably one of the hardest parts. And I went through that. And and if you listen to my story, you know what happens when I go through that. But add on to the fact that she didn't even give herself a chance. She was in a place where she didn't feel like she could even give herself a chance. And that regret that comes along with that and all the years that she had leading up to the event to get mentally strong. And it turns out that at the end of the day, her mental stability was built on a house of cards. It was weak. And the same as mine was when I lost the regional finals for my team. Even though the year before I had set a Tennessee state record, I was state champion on top of the world, record they would hold for seven years, and next year, I crumble. So this should be a wake-up call for every single person that not only plays sports, but everybody. Mental toughness is not something that you can leave to chance. You must, 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 must strengthen your mind, and you need to learn how to control it and use the energy to be the best and to stay there. What this also shows is that there are so many layers of the mind that you got to master in order to be the best. And it starts with continual training. If you do this stuff once and hope to get and stay at the top, you're mistaken. It takes conditioning to stay at the top. And you got to be healthy in mind and body to stay there. All right, so let's move past Simone. <laughs> anyway, I feel like I always go into you know really sad moments talking about people on the podcast, but it's because I just have so much empathy for them. 
And at first I had such a different perspective on it all. And then the more I think about it, the more I, I have empathy towards towards situations that that occur like this. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I just want you to be able to be clutch when it's your time to be great. Because you can be, but you have to start training it. All right, <laughs> so now that we're through that, I guess it's time that I'm going to talk to you about something that is the toughest for me in the world to talk about. And that's me, ah, Harrison, losing at something. Ah. I lost at something, and that was I didn't end up qualifying for the Disc Golf National Championships, and this would have been the third year in a row that I did qualify, and I didn't, and this happened a couple weeks ago. Um, It happened right before I did the last podcast. I just wasn't really in a place where I felt like I wanted to share it yet and talk about it because it hurt really bad, especially knowing that I had the skills to be in the top two. There were 18 teams and two of the top eight, two of the teams there got to go to the national championships. And it's a really tough pill to swallow, but honestly, I got what I deserved. And to me, that's the best part because what happens is it confirms everything that I talk about with you all. This stuff can be so easy and so hard at the same time. In my case, this these past couple weeks, look like right before the event, I wasn't prepared. Right, we just had a podcast on being prepared physically and mentally. And me, what did I do? I the week before, I got invited to go to a whitewater rafting trip with some friends and family, and I end up not warming up properly golden air on my end and my back ends up seizing up on me on the raft (laughs) and I end up having to row for the next two hours on the on the uh, river because I'm with all guys and one girl and I'm like oh I can't be the one guy who's not paddling so I end up paddling all the way down the river and by the end I can't even move Uh, you know I did everything I could after that I was in PT every day leading up to the event and still couldn't get ready in time. I mean, I didn't get even get to out to practice for the event until the day before. I, I, you know, the course was a temporary course. I get out there the day before the event, and that's when I'm finally throwing full power. It's raining, and I never find my form. I even got back to my house. I putted for hours. Never got it back. And if you're going to consistently be the best, remember this. You need to be at your best going into events and games. Confidence, it's half the battle. And without it, you're going to be below the best. Confidence and competence will take you a long way in sports. If you add in mental and physical strength with the zone training that I teach, you are going to be a top-tier player, no doubt about it. Ultimately, the next hurdle that you're going to have to be willing to go over is filling in your weaknesses and getting incredible at your strengths of whatever craft you're doing. Got to fill in those weaknesses. Look at Ben Simmons right now. He really struggles with free-throw shooting. And right now, that's the biggest weakness for him, and it's causing him to not be at the very, very top. 
And so just remember, you got to fill in those weaknesses and you need to get incredible at your strengths. If you can have incredible strength, lots of times they can even outweigh the weaknesses where they don't even matter. Like Shaq still won championships because he could just dunk over people. The strength that he had in his strengths could just dominate people to the point where they didn't even want to foul him because it was going to be an and one. And he, there was a 50% chance he was going to add one more point onto those two he got. So remember this. Practice does not make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. I feel like this simple quote, it's widely undervalued by teams and organizations. You've got to be training at your peak level of where you're going to be in the game. And you got to get all the areas done like that. So remember, starting slow is fine, but you have to rev it up to 100% speed. And many teams and players struggle to do this in practice. It is those teams that do that are the true title contenders. This week coming up, I am pumped because of what I get to do. As you probably know, if you've listened to all these podcasts, you know I'm a disc golf fanatic. Well, this week I'm going to go to a professional disc golf event, the Ledgestone Insurance Open. And after this past week, I could not be more excited because these guys are playing at a high level and being very consistent. So often it comes down to those moments. And I love seeing if guys can rise to the challenge like I've been able to do so many times since learning this stuff. And so can you. There really is nothing better than being clutch. Hitting the shot when everyone's watching and it's all you. I'll let you know what I learned from the event. This has been Born Clutch. And remember, feed your mind, baby. Peace out. (music) 